Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show, episode 151 today. It is Friday, September 15th. I'm Rose Callan with me, Tim. Tim's at. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So on the show today, well, we've got uh, two reviews to talk about. Tim just wrapped up his uh, Galaxy Note 8 review, uh, the written version. So we'll talk a lot about that. Um, I reviewed the essential phone last week. So we'll talk about that too. So a couple of big reviews to talk through, uh, but we now know when the pixel two is coming for sure. And that is October 4th. So we'll just catch you up on the latest stuff going on there. We also had a big Apple event this week and I know we're an Android side, but we still like reacting to that stuff. If you guys miss the live blogs, whenever there's an Apple event, you, you really are kind of missing out. They're always a lot of fun. So, uh, that stuff's going on. And then there's some other things like Android one seems to be creeping up. There's some carrier news, all that sort of stuff. So uh, anyways, yeah, let's, let's start first. So let's get this out of the way with the pixel two stuff. So uh, we had heard a couple of weeks ago, this rumor that the pixel two is potentially coming um, on October 5th. And uh, then just a couple of days ago, we actually, uh, one of our readers sent us a picture in Boston of a giant billboard that said, what the hell did it say? Ask more. Yeah, it said, ask more of your phone with the G logo and then October 4th. And we already said, well, wait a minute. Is this like a leftover billboard from last year? Because last year the event was on October 4th also. And we thought 5th. So we were like, so we actually did some subtle investigative journalism, called some stores <laughs> in the area where this billboard was. And everyone's like, yeah, that billboard is there right now. And uh, Google never, never did confirm to us if the billboard was new or not. But uh, by that evening, Google announced it with this little video um, that October 4th was going to be the next day for, or was going to be the official day for their next phone unveiling. Oh, they didn't say pixel of course, cause they'll, they'll probably talk about a lot of stuff, but the the idea here is your phone needs to be upgraded sort of thing. They, they had a bunch of like questions and stuff like that. Like uh, why is my phone always out of storage? What's wrong with my phone's battery? And, Apparently, Google thinks they can answer those questions. Of course, they didn't say anything about why doesn't my phone have a headphone jack because pretty sure that's going away this year. Anyways, October 4th is the day. That is a Wednesday down in San Francisco. And uh, I believe it takes place at 9 a.m. So October 4th, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern for our East Coast friends. Uh, we're going to see new Pixel stuff. So uh, we'll be there and uh, it should be it should be awesome. I mean, if you think about last year, right, we got Pixel and Pixel XL, Google Home. I mean, we knew Google Home was coming, but that was the date like they officially unveiled like a retail version. We got Chromecast Ultra. What else do we get? There's like four or five things I thought at that. But well, Google Assistant was a, official then as well. And they showed talked a whole bunch about that. It was a big day. Yeah, it was a big day. That might have been it. Oh, there was Well, no, we got Daydream View. I think that came out that day, too. I think that might be it. So Daydream View, Google Home, Chromecast Ultra, and then the two Pixel phones. So it was a, it was a big event. I mean, Google showed off a lot of stuff. So we're, we're sort of expecting that. I think, again, two new Pixel phones. Uh, there's rumors that there might be another Google Home, maybe a smaller one, sort of like an Echo Dot. And uh, I, don't know, I can't imagine we're going to get a new Chromecast. Like, how do you top the Chromecast Ultra in just one year, right? You can't really. You don't. So uh, either way, maybe, maybe we'll get a new VR viewer. But Daydream View, I don't. Even, it doesn't feel like it's that old. I guess it is a year old. But. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, did they release Google Wi-Fi at that event too? Or like they announced it, they didn't release it though, right? 
I can't remember when they, yeah, announced. I when they, they said it was coming. Maybe. I know that, that stuff didn't launch until like December though. Like I know that's, we waited a long time for it. That's right. That showed up a lot later. So yeah, they, they may have announced that then too. Kind of crazy. Lots of stuff. It's so, weird how Google's become a pro, uh, hardware company now. They're like Apple. Yeah. I know they've dabbled in it off and on over the years, but last year kind of cemented them as a hardware company. And then this year, I think it'll just continue to grow. Uh, well, I guess there wasn't there a rumor at one time that there was they were going to combine home and Google Wi-Fi together into a single product or something. That that could always happen. In fact, it, it should happen. I don't I don't know if they want to do that just one year later, but you never know. I hate that they just dabble because half of the hardware they release kind of ends up being trash or like mm-hmm. totally not awesome and then you know it's not supported very well or something like that so someone in here's talking oh Bertzer, of course what up Bertzer? what up Bertzer? talking about android tv sticks like no you don't want google to do that trust me android tv is already so unsupported by them it's ridiculous and i actually love android tv but yes you're right great yeah android tv is awesome um you just have to buy a box from nvidia or someone else and hope for support through them or a Sony TV. So I have a Sony TV that has Android TV built in and Sony doesn't support it whatsoever. Like when they announced the, the latest big updates, which I think was 6.0. So this is like a year or so ago. They, they announced like the 6.0 update and Sony notified me. I think I got this notif- this like this notification in the UI in like last December and said... <laughs> This big update is coming. It didn't say what it was. I just assumed it was like the 6.0 update. It, I think it took five months before they actually pushed it to my team. I think I just got it like in June or May or something. And it was the update that NVIDIA Shield units have had for like eight months or something like that. But uh, I, I think an Android TV stick makes a little sense. I just know that Google has their all their partners that they're pushing stuff. And they'd rather you just use Chromecast, I think, if you want to go that route. Yeah, I mean, Chromecast just makes so much more sense in terms of what I even use Android TV for. Like, literally everything I do Android TV for, I could just have a Chromecast and cast everything from my phone, you know, except for some of the gaming I can do with Shield TV. But I don't know. Is anyone else's Shield TV, like, extremely buggy since the last update? Like, I know you use Shield TV. Like, is that thing just turned into a big pile of crap for you, or is that just me? (laughs) So it's... I I feel like it's something flipped in the last couple of days that made it better. But I kind of think I know what you mean. There's just things just seem to crash and not function properly. And like the Wi-Fi, I thought seemed crap. But, but what I, the, actually the biggest issue I had was all the remotes connected to it just like died. They mm-hmm. all disconnected and I couldn't get them reconnected. I like replaced batteries and some other crap. I had to move. Cause remember, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I stuck the unit behind my, tv like double-sided velcroed it i had to like slide it down slightly even though it's not an ir blaster like i had to slide it down so like now like the remotes were i don't know so i have i do feel like i've had some issues but overall i wouldn't trade the shield tv for anything like i think it's the best android tv experience i i still agree with that even with how buggy mine seems to be you know like i'll turn it on I'll turn on the TV, which lights up the Shield TV, mm-hmm. but then I'll, I'll have like a green screen or the picture turns fuzzy and I have to restart the unit. It's just weird stuff. Oh, it's- yeah, that's great. So I haven't had any of those issues. Mine's, like I said, mine this week. I feel like it had some issues and now this week it seems to be just like a, running like a beast. Well, there you go. Yeah. Sorry to hear that yours sucks. Eh. <laughs> life sucks <laughs> factory reset tim yeah i might <laughs> uh okay so back on on track those there, there isn't a ton of pixel news or rumors um 
other than that we know that date and then we also did see the lg pixel xl2 land at the fcc this week actually um it didn't reveal much other than model number uh which is go11c <laughs> the, the only reason i really point that out is because the htc smaller pixel 2 is go11a so there's a what happened to b right i'd imagine that was the htc xl was b and they canceled that we now know that um so just kind of a fun little tidbit there but otherwise this is an lg um submission to the fcc so it does confirm that lg is making this thing in case anyone had any questions on that it does not support t-mobile's band 71 so i know a lot of people will probably be really pissed off about that Mm. which is weird because the lg v30 does and this is kind of like a v30 so a little weird there but uh it does not support that that's really all it told us you can tell they've they scrubbed all the documents like after htc submitted their stuff and had like pictures of the ui and stuff like the LG one, they had like cropped photos to like paste them strategically and they like wrote out the directions rather than showing an image form. It's pretty funny, but either way, it is there. So Google can now essentially sell phones if they want. Uh, speaking of HTC and Google, a rumor a week or so ago started, um, it started out of China that said HTC is potentially in final negotiations for Google to buy them. And that's obviously interesting, number one, because Google buying a hardware manufacturer, um, an Android hardware manufacturer is a big deal, but also because HTC's made Pixel phones for two years in a row. Um, and also because this wouldn't be the first time Google's done this, although the circumstances are a little bit different when they bought Motorola. That was basically just for patents. And then they trashed Motorola and sold them for pennies. Uh, if they bought HTC, we think they would probably be doing that to uh, actually make hardware. Um not just for patents. The only weird thing is, and we've talked about this off air a couple of times, Google still hasn't like denied that this is happening from what we can tell. Um, it's one of those weird stories that we wrote up. Uh, we didn't actually reach out to Google to see if they could confirm it. Uh, I know that's kind of lazy of us as journalists, but I just assume that like the Verge and Engadget and some of those really, really big tech sites had done that already and they typically get responses from Google. So it, that, again, that's kind of lazy on my part for not reaching out. But none of those guys ever, I don't know that any of them really reported on it. And if they did, none of them ever got a response back from Google. So we don't even have a denial on that. And now it's just kind of gone quiet, which is weird. So I don't know if that's a, that's a sign that maybe they really are about to buy HTC, but it's been, usually there's always a denial or we don't talk about rumors and speculation or whatever, right? There's always a statement. I don't know that they've actually commented. Well, the timing is just so odd because even before this, we heard reports out of Asia that said HTC was already working with advisors, how they could sell or kind of spin off the Vive business and just sell the heart, the smartphone right. business. So we had heard that HTC That's was right. already like legitimately thinking about selling. We just had no idea to who or how they were going to do it. And then this report comes out saying Google might buy it. And it's just sort of like In final stages too, yeah, right? Final so. stages. So it's just, it, it was all the timing was working out pretty well. But but now with it being so quiet, it's got me thinking that this is legit. And unless they come out and say, no, it's not happening. That's crazy talk. Or, you know, there's a new report that says, oh, deal was canceled because blah, blah, blah. It's pretty peculiar. It's interesting. So, so what makes that even more interesting to me is the fact that, um, they just ditched one of the phones HTC was supposed to build for them because they LG could make it better. Right. And so they went with LG. And so if they are about to buy HTC, 
what does that say to LG? Like, and don't get me wrong, LG is probably thrilled that, they, that Google asked them to build another phone for them because they often do. Uh, like, I don't know how many phones this would be for LG building for them. Is this the third? More than that, they've had they had the tablet. Well, I don't know if you count Google Play Edition stuff as that, but probably not. But they at least had the Nexus Five and Five X and the Four. That's right, they did have the Four too. So this yeah. would be the fourth Nexus Pixel-y type of phone. But anyway, so if Google's to buy HTC, then they would obviously just have HTC build what their assets there, build everything for them going forward, you would assume. But you know, they just signed LG to build the Pixel XL2 for them for the next year. But interesting dynamic there. The whole thing is interesting. I mean, Huawei was also supposed to, you know, after the 6P, we had thought originally Huawei was going to create the pixel device but then huawei wasn't able to get any branding on the device because of the move from nexus to pixel and it's a really interesting dynamic and really i mean google is obviously in in charge you know they say here's what's going to happen if you don't like it deal with it and 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 that's fine and huawei dealt with it and just said you know we're not going to do this anymore but (laughs) yeah I, HTC would be a good buy for Google. Like to me, it just makes so much sense in terms of the, the I don't really want to get into like corporate culture or anything like that. The two just seem to mesh very well when they work together. So it's fine with me and HTC could use some help probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Google buys HTC, do they just shut HTC down and just have them essentially make stuff for them? And it just, you know, falls under Google pixel, whatever branding. I don't, I don't know what the, what the, what the official move there would be. Obviously it helps them in building things probably more affordably um, if they want to um, supply chain, all that stuff, right? They have their own facilities to make this stuff. Uh, I don't know that that's essential to how Google can be successful. I mean, if you look at Apple, they don't own Foxconn and Foxconn makes all their crap for them. Right. And they make bajillions of dollars. So I don't know that you necessarily have to own everything. Obviously Samsung does and they make tons of money, but Samsung makes most of their money from like Ram and storage and displays and chipset and other stuff. Right. Like sure. They make a lot of money from selling phones, but a lot of their profits, I think come from that other component stuff that they sell to everyone else. And HTC is not selling components to everyone else, as far as I know. So it would be Google just hopefully more efficiently making their own hardware. Um, But either way, I I mean, I I guess it makes sense. Google wants to have in-house hardware manufacturer and they want to start making their own processors. I know that's been rumored. Maybe this gives them some of the the facilities to be able to do that. Otherwise, I don't know. Why don't you just hire Foxconn to make you sweet phones? (laughs) So anyway, that's big news. And again, I don't think Google's really denied that, which is just kind of weird. Almost you almost always get a denial. And we haven't, they've just, they've just been silent on it as far as I can tell. Like before the show started, I looked again to see if they had made a statement to anyone and I could, I could not find one. So. I'm sure today, like around 3 or 4 p.m., everything's going to be official. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> but see, the timing then would be really, really weird if they, if they announced this before they announced the new Pixel phones, because everyone's going to go, okay, you just bought HTC, but isn't LG making a phone for you? And I guess they can just go, yeah, but that we did that beforehand and LG's a great partner and blah, blah, blah. And we'll still use other partners. That's what they'll say, right? Which, this this doesn't mean we won't reach out to our, our favorite partners. Like it'll be something like that, but it still looks a little weird. Like, I sort of don't really care about Google using partners to build their phones. I mean, that was like, I guess my point with the Pixel devices. Yeah, I get it. Other companies had to build the devices, but this has... 
you know, the, the identity of pixel has nothing to do with anyone else except Google. And so, and that's what I'm okay with. Like, that's good. You know, that's what kind of pisses me off about the idea that the pixel might be squeezy with HTC stuff. Like I don't want the squeezy stuff. Like I just want it pure Android and inside of like native stock Android, there is no squeeziness. Well, they're going to, that's the thing though, is it's going to be a native stock Android thing. That's lame. Lame. If you want to launch this assistant without saying, okay, Google, you know, like the most annoying command in history. I really wish they would change that. Yeah. Either way, um, here we go. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. So October 4th, mark on your calendars. October 4th, 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll be there to see what happens. It should be fun. So, uh, Moving on, though, Tim reviewed the Galaxy Note 8 today. The, okay. uh, the full big old written review is up. Uh, for those wondering where the video review is, we'll, we should have that <laughs> next week. Nobody's wondering. What are you talking about? I know. Well, it's funny because like every time we do a video review, everyone goes, where's the written review? Yeah vice versa (laughs) i hope i hope vice versa yeah um we'll have a a video review but anyways tim did like the lengthy one so like we told you guys for these really really big phones like this s8 pixel pixel 2 will be the same thing uh i think g6 we did it as well so like the really big big phones we try to do both written both video for those of you whichever way you like to go there uh but anyways your note 8 review is up what do you have? Uh, Thank what, God. what do you have to say about this big old guy? I had a lot to say actually, and you know, as a big Note fan, I guess I could just sum it up. Like, this is the best Note phone that Samsung has made that won't blow up your house, as far as we know. Lies. Uh, <laughs> I like the Note Seven better, but that's just me. I know the Note Seven was great. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know, it's it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hater, you know that. I know, and I know you still have one sitting in your house somewhere. It's but you're charging. Oh, God, it's charging. <laughs> All right. Well, if your signal goes dead, we'll know why. Are you <laughs> there? Oh, you're kidding. Um, so the Note 8, it's great. And it's basically helped me completely forget about the mishap that happened last year. And this is the phone that I think a lot of people were really hoping for. I mean, it takes the great design work of the S8 and, you know, the good size of the S8 Plus and throws in an S Pen dual rear-facing cameras with OIS. It's got that Infinity display, 6 gigs of RAM. I mean, this phone is exactly what you would want if you're a Samsung fan, a Note fan, a big phablet fan. I mean, this is the one. I can't imagine you wanting anything else. It's got the IP68. It's got a headphone jack for people who hate courage. It's got everything. Um, The only thing, you know, it's really missing, I would say, is dual speakers. Uh, But beyond that, I think it's got everything. It, you know, it's got Bixby on it, which is cool. But so my <laughs> Bixby, not Bixby, Bixby. So my main takeaway though is that this is it's a phone made for Note fans. It's got everything you want, except it costs nine hundred and thirty bucks starting, and that's that's really expensive. Yeah, it is. But I mean, there's not much else to say. It is what it is. Like you either want the phone that has everything or you spend a little less and get a phone that not necessarily offers less, but it's just from a different maker. You know, I mean, you could get a phone just like this in the S8 or S8 Plus. It's not going to have the dual rear facing cameras, but it's going to have all the other stuff minus the S Pen 2. But 
it's a really good phone. And I just, I'm sitting here this whole time knowing that Kellen is like in disagreement with me on a few of these <laughs> things and that like frustrates me. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't think that uh, I'm in disagreement. I don't know what it is about this phone. Cause I actually like the S eight and S eight plus a lot. And they're really, really similar. It's just something about, I think it's just because of the tall that it seems like extra tallness. Like I know the S eight plus is really tall too. Yeah. It's two by one ratio. It's, I think it's because it's slightly more square and the tallness, it just seems too long. Maybe it's because of that squareness. It's like this optical illusion that like a rectangle is somehow taller than one that has more curved corners up at the top and bottom. I'm not really sure. Um, I fully appreciate all of the tech that's in this phone and everything it can do. Like last night I was just like laying on my couch, couldn't sleep. It was like midnight and I had the S pen out and I went into like the, the coloring book thing and like I was just coloring in a skull, like all therapeutic, right? Like with a colored pencil. Like you could do that on this phone. Like you can't do that on any other phone. Like you don't even need to go buy a Harry Potter like coloring books anymore wow. to do some adult coloring. You could do it on a note. Like uh so like things like that I think are really cool. Uh and it does have everything. Like you have like you said, there's a headphone jack. It has a damn pen if you need it. It has fast wired and wireless charging. It's water resistant. There's two cameras that both have OIS, which now there's only one other phone that can say it, which is like the iPhone X, right? Or did the iPhone 8, 8 Plus? I can't remember. But there's actually not a lot to dislike about this phone. I I think for me, it's just this weird in-hand feeling of it being ridiculously tall that bugs me. But sure. I mean, a lot of people think I'm stupid for thinking like that. So it's not like I'm saying the phone's crappy because that's just not for me. Yeah. Uh, someone mentioned Scott Washington in our chat says reduced battery size is inexcusable. Uh, and I guess like I get what you're saying. The, the note eight does come with a 3,300 milliamp hour battery. And that is rather small for a phone that has a 6.3 inch infinity. Yeah, Cause the SA plus is like 36, right? Uh, it was like 3550 or something. I don't know right off, but it, it's, it's definitely bigger. bigger. It's bigger. And I don't really have like an explanation as to why it's smaller. All I know is, you know, given its size, right, it's extremely thin. Not only that, but we have an S Pen jammed in there. So that takes up battery space. We got a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. That takes up space. Incredibly thin chins. That takes up space. You got Bigsby button up here. Dual cameras taking up space. Dual cameras taking up space. You got all this stuff jammed in there. And frankly, you just can't fit that much battery in there. I'm sorry. And everyone's like, we'll just make the phone a little bigger. It's like, get out of here. It's like, already too damn big. I know. You can't make it any bigger than this and still have it fit comfortably in hand. So, Well, and you haven't, you didn't have issues with battery life, right? No, I haven't really had issues. I'm getting a full day. It's totally yeah. fine. I play my games, my Star Wars games and all this stuff and watch YouTube video. I consume so much content on this stuff. And I was getting a full day, no problem, still having juice left over. It's got the fast charging, wireless and wired. I mean, just... I feel like it charges ridiculously fast too. Like, so like I said, I was just charging because my charging schedule is like really off. Like I basically take the phone off at this point at like noon or one, and then it goes all night until the next day. And then I plug it back in. So that's, that's why I was charging right now. But I swear I plugged it in like 30 minutes ago at 20% and it's done. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fast. just wait for 2020 to come around when Android O finally hits this device and your battery life should be even better. So I think, it's a really good phone. Uh, the only problem 
in the actual like not so good section of my review is that damn fingerprint reader. It's, it's bad. It's so bad. I didn't even use it. Like I mean, I yeah. use of course, but like I I don't use it. I have it, you know, set up to use it, but I didn't actually use. It. I just use the facial recognition or the smart lock. I tried to use everything else I could besides yeah. reaching for that and getting my fingerprints all over the dual camera. Here's a scary theory. <clears throat> Apple just wiped out. We'll talk about this later, but Apple just wiped out fingerprint reader on the iPhone X. And they say the future is stupid facial recognition. What if Samsung is making us forget about fingerprint readers already with these S8 and Note 8 phones? Because next year, they're also ditching the fingerprint reader. I could totally see that. Oh, God. That's terrible. It makes complete sense. Such a terrible thought, though. Uh. Anyways. Not everyone can do that, though. I mean, so I Apple and Samsung sure. would be a, a year ahead of everybody, essentially. A year, maybe even two. Because yeah. LG could be pretty close. But well, let's say HTC doesn't get bought by Google. Not like HTC can just start ditching the fingerprint reader overnight. They don't have that type of tech. They'd have to be paying way too much mm-hmm. in licensing. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm with you. This phone, it's a ridiculously good phone. But... It's also, it's like four, I feel like it's four note people. If you're a note person, like you're going to love every single thing about this phone. If you're like me and you're not really the biggest note guy, I don't know if this is going to change your mind. I also don't know that Samsung cares, right? They have the S8 and S8 Plus. They're like, look, we got three phones that are awesome. Pick one. Like we don't care which one you buy. Just buy one. No, they they definitely don't care. I mean, but we do know that so far, at least in Korea, the pre-order numbers are insane. Uh, they They beat their own records. So to do that, uh, we're talking. Yeah, the Note Seven was killing it last year. Yeah, I mean, well, that's not I, like a bomb joke. I'm just yeah. saying, like they, they were records then, and <laughs> bad pun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I don't think it killed anyone. <laughs> I don't think that was reported. But anyway, yeah, I don't think so. Let's hope not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that it was a really good phone. We don't like to do like number systems or anything like that. So I don't have like a, Ooh, it's an eight out of 10 or blah, blah, blah for you. I just have like a 3000 word review that you can go read and <laughs> check it out if you want. Uh, yeah. It's up on the site. You can't miss it. And Kellen's awesome video review will probably be up next week. If he can even like handle it enough to get it. If in- I don't drop it because it's so big and awkward. <laughs> yeah. I hate it so much. I don't actually, I, I don't have a problem with the note eight. Like I said, it's just not the phone for me. That doesn't mean like I don't understand or I don't appreciate the fact that it is a hell of a phone that a lot of people really like. Yeah. Ezekiel in the chat, he says it's the era of the fingerprint reader over. I've got to say no. We're only just now getting to the point where Synaptics and Samsung were working for these optical fingerprint readers that are kind of embedded in the glass. And that was supposed to be what we thought was going to be on the S8. And then a report came out saying, oh, they ran out of time to implement it and fine tune it and all that. I mean, really, my hope is that they just neglected uh, this fingerprint reader so much because they're just waiting for next year. And maybe they'll have that tech ready. I mean, that would be it. They could one up Apple so bigly if they could just say, yeah, we've got facial recognition and we've got a fingerprint reader embedded in the glass. I mean, and because that's what you want to offer people as many options as they can have. So that would well, it certainly seems like they're setting it up for that with like the virtual home button. That's like yes. a, you know, it's like a vibrate. There's like a vibrating engine basically under there. Like it seems like they're setting it up for that. And remember Qualcomm 
also has under glass fingerprint readers ready. Like they said like early 2018, I think that should be. So there's all these companies working on it. That's also why I don't think the end of the fingerprint reader is here. I think, I think Samsung tried and couldn't. And I think Apple also tried and couldn't. I think they both tried and the tech isn't quite there. And I think it probably will be next year. So I think next year we'll see, like Apple's going to bring the fingerprint reader back next year and put it under the glass and go, look how cool this is. And all those people that bought the thousand dollar iPhone X are going to go, what? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? What? Uh, Emitari. He says, guys, what about the foldable display phone Samsung is making? Any thoughts? And yeah, the... The latest report says Samsung's working on a foldable phone that will be labeled as like a or branded as a note device for next year. But there's all these hurdles they have to get over and blah, blah, blah. I can't even like imagine manufacturing like a foldable display. And this dates back like years to CES when they showcased that Yume technology that I thought they turned into edge panels and edge displays right. and all that. But apparently, no, we're talking foldable. I. I just don't see fold it like a notebook. It's like yeah. an actual note notebook. Well, the galaxy round, we used to call that thing, the taco phone. Like, I mean, isn't that, that awesome? Yeah. Didn't we learn from our mistakes. I, uh, I, I'm going to go out and say they're not going to release a foldable <laughs> phone anytime soon. Not even next year. Wow. Yeah. I don't think so. I could see it. They're curving things. I don't know that they're going to release a foldable all right everyone's who was it that i know this is not the same type of technology remember that sprint phone that you folded and you could push it together to make two displays one what was that phone called it was an android phone i think i know what you're talking about but i mean the chat will know i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking if it was a sprint exclusive i have no idea it was a sprint exclusive i haven't touched sprint since i had like a flip phone no one touched this thing Sharp? Someone asked if it was sharp. I don't know. I don't know. Was it the Echo? Kyocera Echo? <laughs> it was the Kyocera Echo. Oh, birds exactly are exactly what it was. Exactly what it said so I found like, yeah, PC World has a little write up on it. Yeah, the Kyocera Echo was like a foldable phone, but it not in the same sense of what <laughs> Samsung is doing. It was like a flip phone, but it had two screens and, uh, and they then you could like connect them together. To, it was terrible. It was garbage. Oh, that's kind of neat. I'm looking at it. Yeah, is that a Windows phone though? I thought it was Android. It's Android. Yeah. Oh, it just has like kind of looks like Windows buttons. Yeah, what a weird phone. It had this really weird hinge on it. It was something. Yeah, it's different. It's it cool. Different. Though. Yeah, it was. That's <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah. So Samsung making a foldable phone. I just we haven't seen anything that shows anyone getting close to making something that actually folds. I think Lenovo maybe showed something off at the original Moto Z event that kind of was like a foldable screen, but I don't know. Just well, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding out hope that that's coming next year. Godspeed, Samsung. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, any other any other words about the Note Eight? Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, it's it's a darn good phone. Note owners and Note fans, Samsung fans, they should all love it. And no, it's not like totally janky. I mean, the software is... Summer's been super fast on mine, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad at all. So definitely go check it out. There's themes. Someone was talking about the theme I was running. It's called Pixelate. Or no, Pixelize. Was that Pixelize. it? Was it Pixelize? Yeah, I'm Pixelize. sorry. Yeah, it's I said, a good one. It's I a said good one. Pixelate. It's Pixelize. 
very sorry about that. There's so. this one guy that makes all the themes that we like, and they're all his name's like Cam B or Cam something. Something, yeah. Yeah, and he makes pixel eyes, he makes material light and dark, I think. Like he makes all the ones that us like stock Android nerds want to want to have on our phones. And they're free, right? Like I'm used to I paying like so. a buck or two bucks for themes. He's got them all for free. Yeah, I think they are all free. But pixelize is the one I think we're I think we're both using it because it just has like the pixel color scheme where like your notification pull down is has like dark, but your settings are still white. I don't know. It looks nice. It's very nice. It is. Uh, the other thing I would say about the Note 8 is if you're buying it, yes, it's really expensive, but there's like everyone's running a damn deal on it. Like you shouldn't have to pay full price for the thing. No. For most, in you most can. situations. And I think we've talked about this, but like Samsung site has an instant trade in offer and you can trade in phones that are like three years old and they'll give you a couple hundred bucks off. So you shouldn't have to pay 930, 950, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Emitari is like going ham in the chat asking about the Galaxy S9. There were. I'm not going to talk about the S9 or what we think it'll come like um with or anything. We're we're saving all of that for like next month when all the rumors start to kick off. I'm when done. Do, when do you think the first rumor is going to come out that says S9 pushed up coming at CES? Like that always happens, <laughs> <laughs> and we laugh every time. It was go oh Samsung's pushing up the uh, push up the old timeline to battle Apple. They're probably coming at CES, and we just every year go really. Dude, every yeah. time. so next week or the following week that yeah. that report will take maybe we'll be the ones to write it just for shits and yeah games. <laughs> also emitari calm down <laughs> on uncaps lock <laughs> Un- uncaps lock all right uh essential phone review oh yeah uh, essential phone look at this thing best looking smartphone on the planet <sighs> it's not fair Killing <laughs> gets to review all the good stuff <laughs> No one wants this thing except me and you, I think. Yeah. Um, so essential phone, uh, we did we did finally get a review up of this thing. And uh, it is one of the weirdest phones I've ever reviewed in the sense that I like really, 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 really like this phone and want to use it. Except it's like completely janky and the camera is garbage. Like, And it's super, well, it's not super expensive, but it's 700 bucks. It's certainly not affordable. There's no water resistance. There's no headphone jack. There's no SD card slot. Um, I, w- I would say like there's some really huge issues with this phone, but like I'm looking forward to getting the Note 8 review done so I could like <laughs> go back to this phone, which is uh, insane because it's, I don't even know that I would call it that good of a phone. Um, with that said, the hardware on this thing, look at all those nasty fingerprints too. That's the other thing, like fingerprinting. Uh, the hardware on this thing is ridiculous. Like you pick up this phone, like I handed it. So Tim was at my house like a week ago um, when we were swapping Note 8s. And I was like, here, hold this. And he was like, God damn, this is <laughs> this is awesome. Like you just hold the phone in your hand and it's super heavy, which seems weird because it, it's actually kind of a small phone. Um, and you just go, this thing feels like a really premium phone. Like no other phone is built this nicely. And then the software is stock Android. And then uh, it's already, it got the September security patch this week before Google's phones did, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, it's had, it has some serious issues. It has, it had some really bad um, software, jittery, buggy, mistouch issues. The camera, I think everyone has written and talked about a million times, just isn't really that good. Um, it improves if you install Google's camera app because the essential camera app is like the worst app. I've, you can see if you watch my review when I get to the camera part, 
I fire up the camera for the, it was, it took one take. I fire up the camera, took one picture and then it froze. And you could see me like hammering on it and I'm hammering on it because I'm trying to get it taken their picture and it won't. And then it eventually just crashed. And like, I got that on camera in one take. Like that's how bad the camera app is. Uh, but they've since pushed the camera app to Google play store so they can update it more regularly, which is a smart thing to do because it's the only app they built. The other, other, the rest of it's just lean stock Android. Uh, they ran an AMA yesterday. Uh, I talked about a lot of stuff and said that they found out one major freeze up bug that was locking up the phone entirely. Um, so they were, they're going to fix that. Um, I will say that the update that came this week seems to have helped with performance a little bit. I don't know that it fixed everything. I still have some mistouches here and there. I feel like um, probably less jank now than there was. I do think it did improve it. So yeah, I, I haven't tested the 360 camera because who the hell needs a 360 camera? Like it, that's like one of those like gimmicky toys, like essential made just to show off. Cause I think they're really cheap to build in China at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, I even like the like cutout up top for the camera. It just looks cool. It's like a cool looking phone. No one else has it because no one knows what the hell it is and it's overpriced. And uh, it's one of those phones that like you pick up and you go, this is sweet. Yeah. Fortunately, it's not like I will recommend anyone go buy this thing because we don't know if the software is ever going to get better. The camera's just, I mean, the camera's just not that good. Even like if you use Google's camera and take pictures, they're just not the best pictures, right? There's no stabilization in low light. They're kind of crappy. And if you're using Google's camera, it's not like it's using the monochrome and color one to take better pictures. It's just using one. And so like, there's no way in hell I would recommend this phone to anyone, but I'll probably use it for a while after I review the note eight, which seems really weird. Yeah. It's pretty much like the worst awesome phone ever. Yes. (laughs) I mean, there's so much, there's or the cool. best worst phone ever. Right. Like it's an awesome phone, but there's so much about it that is either missing or is like brokenly janky, which is such a bummer. I mean, how do you screw it up? Right. Like they, they nailed the hardware. Let's face it. I thought the hardware was amazing and it just looks insane, but to screw up stock Android, like where do you go wrong? It's got all the. How do you best. screw up stock Android? It's got a Snapdragon eight or yeah, eight thirty five four gig RAM, and it's Andy Rubin. Not that like he's been in that involved in Android for a couple of years, right? Like Android's gotten really, really, really good in the last few years, and Andy Rubin had almost nothing to do with that, right? Like he's been gone from Google for a couple of years, and even I think his last year he was working on like robotics. He wasn't even working on Android. So the last few years that Android's progressed to become as good as it is, that's not Andy Rubin. That's like other people at Google that just made Android even more awesome. So, and it's not like he's coding away. It's not like Andy, Andy Rubin's like, let me fix these bugs. Like you know, he's got engineers that are doing this stuff, and they uh they just shipped kind of a crappy stock version of Android, which doesn't seem possible, but they did. They managed to. Leave it to Andy. So, I feel bad, dude. I mean, everyone, the reviews have definitely stopped, I think, a lot of people from going out and trying to spend that much money. Yeah. I mean, everyone is just like, oh, there's way too many bad things going on. The reviews are terrible, blah, blah, blah. That's got to hurt uh, Andy's pride. I don't know if he's, I'm assuming he's a proud man, but. I, yeah, he certainly seems that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my hope is that they don't give up because the things that they got right on this phone, I think they got really right. Uh, so the the essential two could be the best phone ever. We don't know. As a hardware company, like they absolutely other other than the nasty fingerprints, 
Uh, they absolutely nailed our like I, I can't stress this enough that when you hold this phone, you go, this phone's awesome. You would you would hold this phone and go, I want this phone. And then you start using it and things kind of change a little bit. But it's just the they absolutely nailed. It. It's just there's other issues. And I don't know if we give them a, a slight pass or an excuse for being brand new. This is their first time. They're working through this stuff. I don't know if we do or not. Like, I think we expected it to be perfect because it's Andy Rubin and he's the founder of Android or whatever. Uh, obviously, his software team needs to uh, needs to figure out. Can you imagine if they shipped this when he said they were? Oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> Remember when he, like, he introduced and was like, we're going to ship in like 30 days. And it, then it took three months. And you're like, oh, my God. If you guys had shipped this in 30 days, like, they might not have booted. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because uh, they obviously worked on as many bugs and stuff as they could. But, uh, Darnell is saying OnePlus nailed it the first attempt. I don't remember the OnePlus One being like totally perfect on their first attempt. Why do yeah, I? They had and, some issues. Yeah, and then they even failed hard on the OnePlus Two. No one wanted that piece of junk. It didn't even have NFC. And like, it, and it's not just the hardware that we talk about with OnePlus. Like, it was just their company in general was just like terrible uh, in terms of, like their marketing and all that. Uh, but I've got faith that uh, Essential can bring it back with a new phone. I don't see why. Yeah, not. I mean they have millions and millions and millions of dollars behind them too, because obviously lots of companies believe that they can do this. It's not like they're going to go away after this one phone, and I would imagine this phone's going to flop pretty hard. Like every review essentially said the same thing: like hardware is really great, software and cameras suck. And when every single review says that, I don't think. Um, that we're just making this stuff up and and look the reaction to our review was the people that own the phone that are early adopters they all i don't say they all agreed with what i said but most of them were like yeah the software sucks and the camera sucks otherwise i love this thing so it's it's a it's it's a really weird phone i haven't reviewed a phone like this in a while where i was like i really really like this phone but man it's got probably since the original moto x yeah. Uh, two things. Dan asks, heard reports of the essential easily scratching. Have you had any issues with that? Uh, like the display or yeah, the, glass, the metal around it? The titanium. The titanium definitely doesn't scratch. I think it would take a lot to scratch titanium. Um, the front glass, I believe, is Gorilla Glass 5, which is not the most scratch resistant thing on the planet. Uh, but I don't I don't think I have any scratches. And I set this down on rocks and stuff all the time, right? Um, I don't have any scratches on the front and uh, going through a whole review where I kind of toss it around in the dirt and rocks that that hasn't happened. And the ceramic back will be pretty tough to scratch as well. And I don't have any scratches on that. So it's holding up really well so far. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, Then also I was going to say, if you really want to know what the essential feels like, it is available in sprint right now. Even if you're not a sprint customer, um, I don't care if you are or not. Just head into your nearest Sprint, pick one up for yourself, and just be like, oh, damn. And just check it out. Like It's worth it's worth the trip just to even get the experience of holding one in your hand. Uh, it's a yeah, really- yeah, all stores are supposed to have it. It's not like select stores. Apparently, all stores have. They probably all have like two of them, but they probably have one. But they're there. So to have one, yeah. Go check it out. It's cool. Uh, Brad mentioned in the chat, people are saying essential customer service sucks too. Uh, I've heard that, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Like they hired obviously somebody. It's not like they're doing in-house service and repairs and things like that. And uh, apparently people are having some issues just trying to get the phone uh, and, like fixed and swapped and uh, all that stuff. So 
I'm not trying to give them an excuse. They are they are a new company, but they're also backed by Amazon, what? Amazon, <laughs> everyone, right? So uh, these are some things that they they need to figure out in a hurry. Or uh, yeah, people aren't going to give them a second chance. Like OnePlus, I feel like people gave them a second chance because they were selling a phone that was like 300 bucks, right? Yeah, it was super cheap. Like you were just taking a chance because you were like, whatever, it's like a couple hundred dollar phone, and that turned out to be pretty good. Um, this phone is not a two, three hundred dollar phone. It's a seven hundred dollar phone. And with taxes and stuff, depending on where you live, it's much more than that. So it's an investment, and they just didn't, they just didn't nail it right away, which is too bad because the hardware they did. Three sixty camera though. <laughs> Three sixty camera. I, I didn't even get us one. Like this is a. By, oh, by the way, this is not a review unit. Like I, I bought this thing, um, and I did not get the three sixty camera because I just don't. I don't care. Like I have like two Samsung 360 cameras. I've never used them. Like, I don't know what you use that shit for. It's really in privacy invasive. and uh, It's weird. Since when are you so concerned about privacy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't show my face on this website for like five years. So <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <tragic>. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like it's that big a deal, but I mean like for other people around you, right? Like if you're shooting in 360, like it gets everyone. <laughs> so I can appreciate that. Yeah. So anyway, don't go buy the essential phone <laughs> unless you just really want nice hardware and you just hope that they'll get better. But uh, I can't I can't necessarily recommend this, even though I happen to weirdly like it. Yeah, don't let Kellen fool you, anybody. I mean, he he's talking about getting done with the No Day review so quickly so he can go back to the essential phone. Like he's really trying am. he's trying to hoard the essential phones for himself. And like he's here, I don't recommend it to anybody, but I want to use it. Like <laughs> He's like saying some weird stuff. I, I know. I, I can't. I honestly can't even explain it. Uh, the phone just feels good enough in hand, and then it's stock Android. Like you know, we don't have that many stock Android phones. You have Pixel phones, uh, which are which are great. I, I love the Pixel phones. Um, they, they're feeling dated now that they're a year old, and they look like used HTC phones. Um, Motorola makes mostly stock, but Motorola's hardware is so so ugly these days that I just can't get behind it. That when somebody released a stock Android phone with like this really cool display and this kind of hardware, like that's when like the Android fanboy in me comes out, even if the phone software is pretty much garbage. Kit. And Ezekiel says it's that one-handed use case. That's also it too. Like it has a 5.7 inch display and it feels small. Like here it is next to regular small pixel. Like it's like the same size. And it has like a 0.7 inch. Here it is next to the note. This is just ridiculous. Look at this. Oh, ridiculous. yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So. All right, fine. I know. Like, so Tim's trying to get a hold of one, but oh, I'm the hitting. phone is kind of hard to get a hold of. Every avenue I have available to me, I've been hitting it and hitting it. Still no luck. This phone is like hard to get a hold of, apparently. Something. I would say that. Uh, what the the white, white version would probably be the version to get because, like, you can see all the fingerprints. Yeah. The, the white version would probably hide that a little bit more. But that ceramic uh, on the back looks so hot. Yeah, oh, that might be a scratch up there. Uh-oh. Oh, a little scratchy on the back. Yeah, just a little guy. Uh, I'm not going to plug a skin company because we, we don't do that, but I did order some for this because I was like, I don't really like the fingerprints. I want some matte white on here. So that's dope. But you can't get them from any of the skin companies. Who well, again? I'm not going to name, but one of them doesn't sell it. The other one, it's like pre-order. Well, they don't even have the phone yet too, so they can't test it. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't. So, all right, should we move on to Apple? Yeah, big Apple stuff. Oh yeah, I forgot. Big Apple stuff. So Apple had an event. 
uh, they announced that's quite a bit of stuff. They announced a new Apple TV 4K. They announced the a new Watch Series Three, Apple Watch Series Three with uh, LTE. They announced the iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus, and the iPhone 10. Did I call it the iPhone X earlier? Yeah. I totally did it. iPhone 10. I'm sorry. It's not the iPhone X. It's iPhone 10. Uh, quick takeaways, I would say, and I wrote this up actually, but the Apple 4K TV stuff, um, there was two things that they announced with that, that I think Google needs to jump on. One is um, if, and it mostly has to do with the content. So they announced that iTunes will start selling 4K um, movies and things like that. And what they said is they're going to match the price of 4K and HD. So like right now, if you go on Google play movies, an HD movie is 20 bucks and a 4K movie is like 30 bucks, like a $10 gap in there. So Apple's saying, no, we're going to make them the same price. So it would be nice if maybe Google followed along there. And then the other thing is if you own a bunch of HD movies and 4K movies come along, Apple's just going to automatically upgrade you to 4K. Like that's that's awesome because I've been complaining about this recently. Like I have all these movies on Google Play. And now they're finally rolling UHD 4K versions out. I'm not going to spend another 30 bucks on a movie I already own. Like, I wish Google at least would give us like an upgrade option. Like, I may pay the extra 10 bucks to upgrade, but I'm not going to like pay another 30 to get the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, As someone who owns like a 4K TV, and so I just, I guess I'm just not huge on the whole, I need more pixels in my life. Like, I definitely don't watch SD. Like I won't rent SD because there's a huge difference between SD and the HD, but the HD is fine for me. I'm not like, I'm not tripping. Like if Google isn't like auto upgrading me to 4k or anything like that, maybe I'm just not like a weirdo. I don't know. I want all them pixels. I know. I want all them pixels. I'm just not only that 4k HDR. They're going like all the way upgrades. That's cool. I'd have to buy a new TV then. I think all I have is like 4k. I don't know if my 4k TV does like HDR or anything special like that. So mine only does. Cause like I bought a new TV fairly recently. Right. So I made sure that I had it, but otherwise my old one certainly didn't. Yeah. I mean, we got people like Scott saying the value is insane. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like I get it. It's awesome. But I'm just, whatever. I just want them to give it to me for free. Uh, the other thing they're doing, though, with Apple TV 4K is they're doing like a new UI. I think this is probably coming to regular Apple TVs, too, that like throws live sports like in its own section at you and also live news. So you can kind of just go in and like consume NBA, NFL, soccer, whatever. Right. Like it's all like in the special spot. You'll get notifications about your teams playing like all this stuff. It's this more immersive sort of sports experience, which as a huge sports fan, I could certainly appreciate Whereas Android TV doesn't do any of that at this point. So, mm. so I'm not going to go buy an Apple TV 4K, but I'm just saying like Google should, you know, here's some shit you should copy. <laughs> uh, additionally, so Apple Watch Series 3, I don't care. Um, but Apple Watch Series 3 does have LTE. And what's really funny is Apple was on, um, they sat on stage going, you know, we kept the same form factor and we managed to shrink things and it has all these Wi-Fi chips and an LT chip. And they were like talked up how awesome it was that they kept the same size. And most of us went, yeah, the battery life on that thing is going to be terrible. And they just said, yeah, but it still has all day battery life. And, uh, and as it turns out, it doesn't really like if you turn all GPS, LTE, all that stuff off. Yeah. It's basically a normal Wi-Fi Apple watch and it lasts all day. If you talk on the thing, it lasts an hour on LT. One single hour is what it's rated at. 
And if you leave GPS and LTE on, I think, what was the battery life? Like four hours? Like if you had all four of those on at the same time, you get four hours of battery life. That's fine for a half marathon, I guess. Yeah, but the thing is, Apple Watch people wear their watches all day. day. You know, like this Garmin Phoenix thing, like I go run a marathon and then not charge it for a week. Like it's one of those things like it doesn't have LTE and it doesn't do all the smart crap. And I, and I get that. But like as a watch, like you definitely don't want to be midday at the end of your marathon and your watch dies on you. So I, I just thought it was funny that they were like, we shrunk everything and it's awesome. And then like the battery ratings come out and it's like, it lasts an hour if you're talking on it. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Uh, so the big uh, announcements are obviously, well, they did iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus, which replaced the 7 and 7 Plus. So they didn't do 7S, 7S Plus. They just went straight to 8A Plus. Uh, upgrades there are what? New processor. They keep saying they're upgrading the displays, but they just keep saying they're like true color. They're not like the resolution hasn't changed. They're LCD displays in those. The cameras are slightly upgraded. I thought I read somewhere the batteries were smaller. (laughs) They don't even give information on those anyway. No, they don't. But I thought, like, somebody usually finds out somehow. And I thought I read somewhere that they were smaller. Yeah. Uh, They have fingerprint readers. Um, They're pretty much the same. Like, I thought I even read somewhere that my um, accessory manufacturers don't have to adjust anything. Like, iPhone 7 cases will work on the iPhone 8, which almost never happens, right? So that's something. Uh, still no headphone jack. Whatever. No one cares about the iPhone 8 and iPhone 8 Plus because they announced the iPhone 10. And uh, it's an all-display phone. Um, what? It has no fingerprint reader at all. Like, nothing. <laughs> uh, just facial recognition, which what? I think is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, their UI is changing then because they don't have a home button. So it's like a swipe gesture to go home and stuff. And I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, when a lot of people made fun of that and windows phone together because windows phone had like a swipe gesture and everyone's like yeah how well did that work it's like yeah that was microsoft making terrible phones like apple's a little bit different than them uh the phone looks okay like what do you think when you look at the iphone 10 do you think it looks cool or does it look kind of goofy i can't Uh, tell what i think yet yeah well like a part of me sort of appreciates you know that Apple is kind of catching up in terms of like, you know, design or not say catching up, but are uh, changing it up, like really changing it up. Like this does not look like just your standard iPhone. And that gets me interested as an Android user who likes different types of designs and all that. That's really cool. However, the way they implemented uh, the all display design, I'm not a huge fan of. It kind of reminds me of a V30 in terms of kind of like the bezels, uh, or a G stick, like silver border around. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. Um, however, the the flat tire, like the reversed flat tire for the top, yeah. like I don't know how anyone could deal with that. Like, look at the UI where you know you swipe down on one side, you can get to your home control. You swipe down on the other side, you get your notifications. There's like some real catty wampus. Yeah. and and that's not very Apple to me. Like, that's not very intuitive so much for being simple right exactly so swipe gestures everywhere and not that i'm opposed to gestures for things but when you start adding like a gesture for this corner and one for here and a gesture swipe and hold like that's not simple it's it's weird and just the way certain apps look inside of it with that flat tire and all the watch yeah there's just some weird stuff going on so like with the essential phone which has a much better widow's peak um (laughs) 
it doesn't most apps don't like if there's an app that has like a color notification bar that wants to wrap up there that'll happen but when you're in an app with like a video or something that thing's not like cutting into the video like it just stops and you just get black bars and apple like showed like video and games and stuff like half of it like behind the like widow's peak area which is not that's not good when you're watching something you want to see the whole thing you don't want some of the content to be hidden behind so I do appreciate what Apple's trying to do. I just don't know if this is the best iteration that we're going to see. I mean, moving forward, it'll probably only get better and better, yeah. I would hope. But, yeah. I mean, you know, feel free to throw in a little top notch, kind of like what Samsung does. I mean, Samsung, and I'll use the S8 as an example because I feel like their top kind of forehead and their chin are a little bit smaller on the S8 than they are on the Note 8 Plus. But, you know, you can have like these infinity displays where the whole front is basically you're looking at a display, but, you know, you can still have a top for the speaker, for the front-facing camera, uh, for the iris scanners. I mean, this phone's got everything that does. And honestly, like, I think it, the S8, I would say, looks a little bit better just because it's a bit more rounded than the Note 8. Uh, but... I don't know. There's like trade-offs and you have to compromise and I'm just not huge on it. Well, so like this is getting into like weird usability and and design and stuff, but like, like this phone, for example, um, when I want to go touch the home buttons, like, could you imagine if there was no, so like on the, on the iPhone 10, like the display comes all the way down. Like there's no black area. So like when you're holding a phone, touching all the way to the bottom is really hard because you like like you nestle a phone in your hand right so like the iphone 10 you're gonna have to hold like way up way like this because you have to swipe like so otherwise like your thumbs like reaching way down so i actually think phones need some bottom bezel like the top i don't i mean i don't necessarily need that although you do kind of get weird cutouts like it does look kind of weird i'm just used to it but the bottom you can't have your gesture, I don't feel, start at the very bottom. It's one of those things. So HTC phones, they've been burying their fingerprint reader like as close to the bottom as they can. And it's driven me nuts for the last like three years because it's so low that you have to hold your phone in like a weird position. So I feel like the iPhone 10, you're going to be holding it like really weird rather than burying it in your palm. So just just a thing that I have for the way phones are designed towards the bottom. So, and, and like you said, they flipped it right they put the screen all the way to the bottom and then up top is where they housed a bunch of crap and i think it looks weird up there but i don't know that a ui that goes all the way to the very bottom is exactly where we should be going yeah it's it's different like i said i mean i'm happy i saw someone uh i think it was darnell in the chat i mean he was saying like oh there's like so much hype for this phone it's like yeah these poor iPhone owners have been stuck with the same design for 10 years yeah, and they're finally been. getting something that is like radically different. I yeah. am so happy for those people. That is and, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, exactly. And and these people, they will be hounding for this phone. They will be paying way more than retail on eBay or wherever. You should uh, it, like invest in some of these, resell the hell out of them. Maybe oh, like absolutely. Three grand a phone. Oh, absolutely. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend. She was a genius at Apple and she would have these people come in. They'd buy all of their phones and then just send them over to China and resell them for like 200% over. It's And they make bank on it. Like that is their full-time job is being an iPhone reseller. Those people, I don't know if they let them do that anymore. They used to wait outside of the store, right? At night. Cause there was like a certain time they could come in and buy. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so I, I saw a report today saying that that, that phone is going to be hard to get into all the way until next year. Uh, 
so yeah, I know it come out right till November. November, I think is like the pre-order even. So I'm so happy for iPhone people. Good luck getting one if you're going to try to get one for 64 gig, right? Yeah, thousand bucks. It, it's expensive, but it's something different for them. And, and Apple people don't care how much something costs. Like yeah, really, no. like Apple has this new wireless charging dock that's two hundred and fifty dollars. Like. Okay, what? It's like cheap. Yeah, yeah, I know we haven't talked about anything, but yeah, it's got wireless charging. Uh, I, I'm so happy for you, Apple people. I really am. But that's a good point, though. Like they have had the same design of a phone for ten years years. or nine or ten years, and uh, that's a long time to have the same. Sure, they've changed it slightly, but it's really been screen button, right? Screen button. Uh, so now this is different. Like they even changed the layout of the camera on the back. It's like glass and metal. I mean, they're basically copying Samsung and they're going all display front. They're getting rid of the home button swipe gestures. Like this is, it's a, it is a pretty radical change for Apple, which is why Apple tried to make such a big deal about this being the future of phones. It's like, well, we've been living in this future. You guys are just now in your little bubble joining us. Um, but yeah, so good for Apple people kid for them. It'd be, for that. It'd be fun relearning how to Congrats. use your smartphones. The uh, I love. I mean, those days are awesome because you'll tweet out some obnoxious thing, you know, commentary, and these Apple fanboys. Not that that's a bad thing. Like it's all love, baby. But you know, they'll they'll come at you like oh, Android, such trash, blah blah blah. And it's like you know, for the most part, some of their arguments are correct. Like iOS apps, yeah, they perform better than Android apps. Like Android can be janky as hell, and iPhone just performs better it is what it is but at least we've got choice you know in terms of hardware and stuff if we want to live outside of that bubble we totally can we can use different services or whatever it's just a way better ecosystem to be in my opinion i cannot imagine um just being an apple i think i mentioned this a couple of times before but just yeah on that (laughs) apple beat like you'd have to we'd have to start reviewing macbook pros and crap like that right because you get one phone a year like you and i get it like we just got done with the note 8 i just got done with this the v30s coming the pixels coming like the phones just never stop for us we always get to talk about new stuff we're not always just like and so yeah that's why like when that one iphone comes out they're like suck it android look at this and we're like I mean, we're on like our six flagship phone that are just as good. Like, what do you, what? Are you okay? Uh, well, that's yeah. also something that kind of pisses me off just about Android, though. It's like we've got these top tier specs. We got six gigs and eight gigs of RAM, Snapdragon A35s. But then you've got these iPhones that, you know, have like maybe four gigs of RAM or like these dual core processors that blow everything away in terms of like you see these performance tests where they oh, open benchmarks up and stuff, yeah. benchmarks. <laughs> And that kind of pisses me off. It's like, what the hell, dude? Like, why am I paying top dollar for these specs and I'm getting screwed? Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Blame, I Blame Qualcomm. Yeah, I blame Qualcomm, always. Yeah. But the point being, that is one downside to being like an Android guy. Is like, like, I know, like my performance and some of my applications are taking a hit. And there are things that iPhone does better than Android, but there are things, plenty of things that Android does better than uh apple and iphone so it's fine it's a give and take relationship it really is and we just like talking about because it's fun yeah so again if you if there's an apple event on the horizon and you just want to have some fun talking about apple you should join one of our live chats they're always a good time and it's like a crowdsource thing it's not just tim and i talking trash like we let everyone in on the action it's a good time great time all right so 
Yeah, we've been talking for a while. All right, so we'll whip through some other things sort of quickly. Um, this week, the... Wait, do we have anything else Apple-related? Well, it has wireless charging. Meh. It has Bluetooth 5.0. <laughs> I think wireless. they actually have fast charging now, which is actually something that they didn't announce, which is a big deal. Oh. Fast charging. Uh, dual OIS, just like the Note 8. Big deal. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of wireless charging again. <laughs> wireless charging. We've had that for years. Facial recognition. That was ICS, like 2012, dude. I mean, like, it, it's just sort of like... I get it. They're perfecting it or they're reinventing everything. It's just so ridiculous. So, yeah. So my favorite Apple like excuse of all time is when Apple copies something, the like Apple fanboys go, yeah, well, Apple did it right. Yeah. Apple perfected it. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, God. If I, if I spent all my time just copying everything but trying to make it like better, you know, I could probably do a pretty good job at it. But seriously like if, if if everyone had ideas before you and you were like oh okay well i see how you like that's a really good idea and i'm gonna steal it but like i might tweak it because i think it might be better this way like yeah we could all do that but that's like that's one of their and like you and i talked about it that day like how that was one of our favorite things they all say and sure enough like at least two people i think on twitter were like yeah apple just perfected it <laughs> God. it's like, like clockwork you guys just show up crazy either way Apple, good for Apple. Trillion dollars. So, yeah, trillion dollars. <laughs> uh, the Nexus Pixel September security patch finally came out on what the hell day was that? The 13th, Wednesday. So these things usually come out each month on the first Monday of the month. First Monday of this month was Labor Day, kind of weird, but then Google <laughs> took another like two weeks. So that's finally out. Although I have two Pixel phones here that have not updated. Um, so, but yeah, the September patch is out. Let's see what else. Motorola announced their official list of phones getting Android Oreo. The Moto Z2 Force on all carriers, of course. The Moto Z2 Play. Moto Z Force Droid. The Moto Z. Moto Z Play. The Moto G5S Plus and regular G5S. The Moto G5 Plus and regular G5. And the Moto X4. Those are all getting Oreo. I should do pending partner support. So that could mean like T-Mobile goes, we don't care about this phone. Like six people bought it. Never know. (laughs) Uh, One thing that's not on there is any of the Moto G phones. So the Moto G, sorry, Moto G4 phone. So the Moto G4 was announced in June of last year. So just barely a year old and no Oreo. Thank you, Lenovo. And uh, I think that's about it. We also don't have any timeframes for when this stuff's going to happen. Probably going to be a while, but Motorola at least giving us a list. I like it when we have lists because then we can go back to them when they stop updating these things and go, look, you lied. Yep. That's Not my favorite. Motorola, but everyone, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Give us lists. HTC gave us a list and you better believe it. I'll be checking that twice, even though it's a list of like three phones. <laughs> so, who cares? It really is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Google Assistant smart f- or headphones. Google Assistant powered headphones. I don't know if we talked about this or not. This news first came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, but uh, 9 to 5 Google dug inside of like a, the Google app and found references to these Bistow headphones or Bistow line of whatever. And they were like, oh, we're going to have Google Assistant headphones. Well, this week, um, some dude on Reddit like posted pictures of a box of them. So the Bose QuietComfort 35 twos are uh, noise canceling over ear headphones. Uh, the regular quiet cover 35s are like $350 headphones. So 
I mean, their bows are, they're not going to be cheap, but on the box, it says Google assistant built in, uh, they have an action button that you can press and fire off commands for Google assistant, get your notifications in here, all that stuff. Uh, these aren't for sale yet. They haven't announced these. These are all just kind of like weird leaky things happening on the internet, but that's probably coming at the pixel event. They're probably going to say like, look, we're putting assistant, everything, including headphones, uh, and bows is the first up. $500 headphones, dude. Yeah, I actually wonder how expensive they're going to be because if the regular QuietComfort 35s are 350 how much does Assistant built-in cost? Like, are we talking? Yeah, because it's an extra button, so there's an extra hardware piece, and obviously that functionality to pair with your phone and be able to talk back and forth. So uh, they're, they're not going to be cheap, that's for sure. Like, why couldn't they partner with, like, Skull Candy, you know, or something I could afford? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> maybe they maybe skull candy's next too that'd be helpful that'd be nice uh so anyway those are those are some that we expect i don't know if there'll be more companies or they're just going to start with bows and that's cool though i guess i mean do you yeah. want headphones that have google assistant built in i don't, I mean, I don't know awesome. that i do but i mean i don't know why i would use it but i think that could be awesome i just imagining especially noise canceling like people in the airport walking around going hey Google. Like yelling, you know, because it's noise canceling. They're talking, Google. Oh, that would be pretty terrible, yeah. I guess. Like I could see if you had um, like earbuds in and the little mics down here and you're talking to Google. That makes sense. But <laughs> noise canceling, like hey, there's a bunch of shouting. What's the weather like? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. That is kind of weird, I guess. I mean, maybe they'll have some type of new functionality or something. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Or specifically for headphone users. Maybe when you hit the button, it like turns off the noise cancellation for a minute so that you can hear the real world and not just scream. I have no idea. Yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> so Scott in the chat says, you'd never see that because people don't like to talk to Google in public. I will actually, uh, I'm, I'm with him on that. How often have you ever seen, like you'll see people like be like, Siri, talk to me. And like how many people go ever go, hey, Google, tell me the weather, whatever. Like, I think they just need to change the damn. Uh, the, <laughs> Thanks, Google. Um, they need to change the keyword or let you customize it. Something. And my uh, my brother will talk to, to Google for everything. My like mom he, does too, actually. And, but I won't do it. I kind of refuse to do it at times, especially in public. Um, I don't know why that is. I guess I'm a little self-conscious about it, but some people don't seem to be self-conscious about it at all. And they are like proud to talk to Google. It's, Good. I, I hope people are. It's a powerful tool that, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's just, I'm kind of, I don't really like to hit So what I, if I do it, I just never say the keyword. I just open the app and tap on the microphone and just go, Google, tell me the weather, right? Like I say, like, so that no one knows I'm talking to my phone. Right. Birds are getting over that. Birds are in the chat. Am I the only one who thanks Google Home? No, not at all. Like, I thank every Google time. Home every time. It's just like a habit. I don't know why my mother raised me right. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if Google would allow, like, the microphone to kind of, like, after it tells you something, um, the microphone oh, to stay active just a little bit so that all of us that do say thank you, like, it would go, you're welcome. Like, it would be nice if Google said, you're welcome. Yeah, they could do, like, a little, uh, an ad based on that or something. Like, like a whole opinion piece on that. Google, let Google Home say thank you. Yeah. Or you're welcome. Or you're welcome, I mean, yeah. yeah. Let, Google, let Google say you're welcome. All right, so anyway, assistant headphones could be kind of cool, and they I would imagine they'll announce that at the big event or something like that. 
and every attendee will probably get a pair. And that Please, also pisses me off. I will review them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Android one trying to blaze through this stuff. Android one. Not that we talk much about Android one, but you guys know when they first announced that it, it was for the next billion people to get on Android and, and they pushed Android one phones into uh, countries like India where they uh, made really cheaply, uh, I shouldn't say cheap, but inexpensive phones from manufacturers you probably never heard of. Um, and then they sold them really inexpensively, but they updated them regularly. Like the updates came from Google. They were stock Android, all of this stuff. Um, and then I feel like Android kind of died off for a little bit, but it now feels like we're getting ready to get a big push back to Android one. And there's been some rumors that we might see our first us Android one phones. Um, and I'm starting to actually believe that now because <clears throat> We got, well, this one won't, but the Xiaomi, Xiaomi, uh, they announced their first Android One phone. It's called the Mi A1. And uh, it's like a just over $200 phone. So a lot of these are like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. This one's just over 200. And it's like specced out. It's got like a full HD display, dual cameras. It's the first Xiaomi phone to run stock Android. Like this is a phone like people might actually want to buy outside of India or China. But anyway, they're a big name, right? And so they're making one. Um, and then we just got a rumor, well, two rumors in the last week that the Moto X4, which was announced a couple weeks ago, that it may, EvLeaks, I think, posted a picture of a Moto X4 with Android One branding on the bottom. And then that HTC leaker, his name is, is his name Lab Twofer. <laughs> I think that's his name, Lab Twofer. I don't know how the hell you say that. Anyway, he said HTC is making an Android One phone. Also, in EvLeaks was like, yeah, I, I agree with that. So Xiaomi, Moto, and HTC all making Android One phones. It just seems bigger than before. Where before it was all these companies like, like I said, you may have never heard of them. They were smaller manufacturers, or at least they just don't sell stuff in the U.S. Uh, but these guys jumping on board seems a little bit bigger. And there's also been this rumor that the Moto X4 would come here as a Project 5 phone. So you have to wonder if maybe Android 1 will come here, um, be slightly inexpensive stock Android phones. And that's what's such a big deal is their stock Android the updates come from Google. Right. No, that'd be great. I mean, people seem to love these inexpensive kind of, not burner phones, but pre- almost burner smartphones. I mean, Android 1 are like burner level phones. <laughs> In the U.S., if they were selling them here for like a hundred bucks, we're talking burner phone. Yeah, well, people who need burner phones need to play Angry Birds too. So I'm all for smartphones being burner phones, and but being good, right? So I'm all for it. And Moto makes like the best inexpensive phones ever. So yeah, they kind of do. Why not? And then the Moto X4 kind of premium design and build. Um, The internal specs aren't super sure. high end but if this was an android one phone that means they would be ditching motorola's any of their extra software more than likely and just being stock android so you might have a moto x4 stock android that actually gets updates since motorola is pretty terrible at updating their phones um and then you can maybe use it on project Fi. like that would be kind of cool that's not bad project Fi is good service yeah there's just no phones for it other than pixel so yeah all right other news uh quickly so while we were since we haven't done a show in a couple of weeks, um, AT&T announced uh, for their unlimited choice plan, which is their cheaper, really bad unlimited plan. If you care about download speeds at all, uh, they announced free HBO for it, which is cool. Uh, and then T-Mobile also announced free Netflix for their T-Mobile one customers who have two lines. Like it's kind of complicated, but T-Mobile people with more than one line get free Netflix on T-Mobile one. 
Uh, and so Verizon was asked about that this week, which is always fun to point out because Verizon's reactions are always I'm not tone deaf, but kind of right. Like um, Verizon, yeah, Verizon CEO said, we don't need to give away freebies. I don't know why I'm going Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't need to give away freebies. Our network is what sells like the value is in the network. The value is in the network. <laughs> need to stop doing it so the, the, the he you know he said like we don't need to give away hbo for free or netflix like it's all about our network if we wanted to we could give away free showtime which i think is hilarious like who wants showtime um <laughs> showtime. <laughs> showtime. That, that was what he said he was like i could call up cbs he was like name dropping right <laughs> he was like i could call up ceo cbs and just get showtime like that i was like oh my god dude no like one name dropping everybody yeah. that's it, it was pretty funny actually uh he even name dropped uh go 90 like don't forget we have go 90 <laughs> it was pretty it was a pretty comical interview about but anyway what he was saying is everyone cares about our network um the hell with freebies and you know, the, like in a way, I I get that. Like six years ago, when Verizon Network was like so far ahead of everyone, they were like, "We don't, we don't have to do gimmicky stuff." Um, but you know, since then they've well, they they said we we're never going to do unlimited. They're doing unlimited again, right? And they've like had to back off of, um, you know, like all the video streaming you want now it's only 720 like they keep they make all these big bold statements like we're never doing that and then they do it and then they have to like back off of it because their network apparently can't handle it type type of stuff uh and then also like when t-mobile and these other carriers are like catching up and they're offering free stuff like there's value there verizon i just think they're they're so out of touch sometimes because they just kind of walk around and go no we're the best and you can't touch us and everyone just comes to us. And it's like, actually T-Mobile is about the only one adding subscribers these days. So I don't know that you really want to stick to that. Yeah. They're going to need to find a new approach. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Cause the numbers, they aren't in Verizon's favor anymore at all. No, so not. this is also Lowell McAdam. Who's the CEO of Verizon, like the whole company, oh. not Verizon wireless. So maybe he's just out of touch. Uh, you think <laughs> i don't i don't know they they it cracks me up though whenever verizon's scheduled to do like a talk at an investor conference i almost always either try to listen except they're like 5 a.m because we're on the west coast either listen or read this the the script afterwards because uh it's fascinating some of the stuff they say and that's usually where they let you in on well we're robbing customers this way i mean they don't say that they say like in investor speak like well our roi on this i don't know what the hell they say but it's always like we're creating value by ripping them off with tablets like it's it's really fascinating so yeah come on verizon all right uh finally then uh apps phoenix 2 the uh famous phoenix twitter app Number two is now out of beta and uh, you can go on Google play and buy it. If you want, it's two bucks. Did you, uh, did you buy Phoenix? Yep. I got it just so, so I could check it out and make sure right. I knew what I was talking about. Are you still using it? No, nah. <laughs> not either. Yeah. No, this is not a knock against Phoenix, but uh, the regular Twitter app. Fine. It's, it Never. works like, and it's got moments which aren't, all that terrible <laughs> they're actually kind of useful sometimes it's got a night mode like the regular twitter app has everything i need i mean phoenix really just allows you to customize if you really yeah. want to customize more look or aesthetic for your twitter experience then by all means phoenix is probably the way to go but 
Twitter's other ones too, right? Like, oh, oh god, like Talon's a good one. What's the other one? Flamingo's a really good app. Hear about a lot that. of them are very, very similar. Yes, they're I, all. I think, and they all seem fine. What I will say is, speaking of this, though, in the chat, like if you use a third-party Twitter app, I'm just curious why, um, and, and not in a negative way. I just want to know, like, actually, why you choose these. Uh, but one of the things that's always bugged me, and they all seem to do this, is when I'm in the regular Twitter app and I refresh that sucker at the top, uh, like I follow enough people that spam stupid tweets all day that like I can refresh and there's almost always something new to read, right? Those other apps, and I'm saying like every single one, if I get, there's there's always a time where like I refresh and nothing and it sits there and like it refreshes and it doesn't show me it says like no there's no new tweets and i kind of give it a minute refresh nothing refresh nothing i'll go into the regular real twitter app and refresh and there's like 50 tweets and it happens to me in every single one of those apps so that like that's like a little thing that drives me nuts and i'm assuming because they're accessing twitter apis and maybe they're not given priority access i don't know how that works but there's something there um so that really annoys the hell out of me but then like you just said like twitter moments I actually like Twitter moments. I like the like news briefs and stuff I get from Twitter moments. And I, they apparently don't give access to third parties, that stuff. Cause they're not in any of the third party apps that I know of. So I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a regular Twitter guy. Yeah. I mean, there's parts of the, the actual Twitter app that I hate, like getting recommendations for accounts that I really don't want to follow. Or if I, uh, oh, in case you missed these and I have to click that see less often button once a day. I mean, that stuff oh, is, yeah. But I just deal with it because, yeah, and ads. But hey, man, someone's got to pay the bills, right? I mean, it's fine. Like I can get served an ad. I understand how it works, so it's fine. Um, I just appreciate the kind of just more fluid, uh, consistent experience I get from the Twitter app. The stock been really bad lately, like freeze ups. Okay, well, you and I are on the beta, if I'm not mistaken. So when you use it, yes, they did. At least for me, Uh, it took like. Yes, I know it took a long time. Either way, if you're not on the beta, you're probably getting a more smooth, consistent experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But yeah. Just me complaining about being in beta. I was complaining about Chrome beta yesterday and that stupid bottom situated nav bar. And somebody was like, that's your fault for using a beta. And I was like, shut up. Yeah, I do like using betas. I like testing things first. Yeah. All right. In the chat, people say better mute filters in these apps. No the speed, no sponsor promoted ads uh more customization swipeable pages i get it i'm with you yeah but, but i like like i said i like moments and i don't have any refresh problems it's weird that like a refresh thing is what drives me nuts but it does well refresh is sort of an important aspect of twitter <laughs> i would agree i think it's like the most like the whole idea of twitter is like it's live whatever you want conversations news whatever you're whatever you follow can't be having bugs no nah. Whew, all right. Long uh, show. Anything else you want to talk about? No, man. I'm ready for the weekend. I'm going to try to find out what's up with this guy. What is that guy? Oh, the V30. V30. <laughs> I feel like we've just forgotten about the V30. Yeah. Because it just doesn't seem to want to. Like, this, is, this is a pre production phone. I, we don't even have a regular unit yet because we have no idea when it's going. I haven't heard from LG in like two exactly. weeks. Like they announced it and then just silence. Um, so we'll find out about that because that would be nice to review that thing. Um, again, read Tim's Note Eight review that is out. Uh, I'll I'm gonna try to get a Note Eight review ready for next week. Whoa. I saw someone earlier say like you should let Tim do that. 
like in other words like because they think i'm just gonna trash on it and not be fair to it that's not i thought, I thought he i thought they were possibly confused and didn't know that i did the note 8 review uh, like i wrote it maybe i don't know but no i'm not going to do the video and the written you can go screw yourself <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm done with it yeah so that'll be out next week uh but yeah read read the the full written one first because not that these written ones only come out every so often now, but we kind of do save the dual review thing for uh, the big guy. So this is a big guy. Yeah, that's a big boy. 6.3 inch. <laughs> Infinity <True>. display. <laughs> I caramba. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it then. I don't have anything else to add. Be safe out there. Summer's over. There's terrible kids running around from school destroying neighborhoods so watch out for them god i hate kids is it really like is summer officially over is it fall now it's fall start q3 I don't know. hey google when's the first day of uh, fall still summer baby still summer one week left uh enjoy the last week of summer uh yeah anything else That'll, that'll do it. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Life Show episode 151. Peace.